Welcome to Hey Boo, Let's Chat, the podcast. A podcast about more than just self-love. I'm your host, Michelle Joe, self-love coach and author. This podcast is a place where we talk about love, relationships, self-love, healing, and everything in between. It's kind of like going to the trap and then going to church, or sometimes vice versa. Either way, I give it to you real, and it's always very transparent, but I want it to be something that truly is warm and fullness to your soul and makes you feel good inside. So get comfy and grab a nice drink, whether it's coffee, tea, wine, or water, and let's get cozy and jump into today's episode. Hey boo, let's chat. I'm back. Yep, it's season three, episode one, and I'm back. First, let me just say, Happy New Year. It is 2023, and it's a brand spanking new year. Also, I miss you. I miss y'all wholeheartedly. I really do. But I am slowly but surely finding my groove, my creative groove again. And I'm happy about it. Like, I really am happy to jump back into the things that make me feel good, you know, and also connecting with you guys and, you know, talking with you guys. I love it. Like, when I say we are online family, we are. Like, Hey Boo Committee is going to be a thing. Like, Hey Boo Community is going to be a thing in 2023. Like, it just has to happen. Like, there's no choice. But um, this episode is definitely a life update coupled with some things that I'm... I'm embracing, I'm learning, and um, we're just going to chat. We're going to chat like two friends who are just talking and catching up over drinks, over coffee, whatever. So here we go. You know, let's rewind because sometimes you got to go backwards in order to go forward. So let's talk about 2022 okay and you know what's so funny to me as I was thinking about recording this episode is that people often think that I share so much so easily on my social platforms and it's so wild to me because from their view I can see that I can see why they would say that Especially when sometimes in my own space that I've created, my safe space, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a TikTok video, Instagram post, whatever, like those are my safe spaces that I've created. And I share from a space that I I feel safe from and I feel safe with. And as I was, you know, thinking about this episode and just writing some things down, I was like, it's so crazy that they look at this and think that or would have thought that I share so much easily here. And I'm like, there are so many things that I do not share as it relates to me. Like, there's so many thoughts, there's so many feelings, there's so many emotions. 
that I just don't share. Um, and I'm just like, I, it's not always easy to put things out because you never know how it's going to be received. You're opening yourself up for people to have an opinion, for people to judge. And it's just like, I'm very strategic <laughs> about what I share and how I share it for that very reason. And so as I thought about, you know, talking about my 2022, I was just like, well, girl, what you want to share, though? Because if I'm being so honest, like 2022 was such a wild roller coaster. Like it was like I was up, I was down, I was up, I was down. But I felt like I was down way more times than I wasn't, than I was up. And it was just like it took me to places that honestly I have never seen before. Especially when as it relates to my mental health, to my emotional well-being. Like, it was tough. Like, it was really, really, really tough. And, um, you know, some might say, like, you know, when things are just falling apart. Because, like, I told you guys, like, I made a little, like, mini vlog and did, like, a voiceover. And I was basically saying, like, you know, 2022 was hard because it was like I lost my job. I, you know, had terrible luck. And when it relates to dating and love, um, I thought I was relocating and, you know, I had to move back home. Like, it was just like I felt like. I was taking so many steps backwards and I just didn't understand it. And I was frustrated because I was like, but I want to go forward. But I want, you know, the next chapter and the next phase in my life to begin. Like, I've been here for a while and I'm ready. Like, I want what I want. Like, almost like a, a little temper tantrum. And... It's also funny because lately I've been revisiting my marriage a lot. I've been married for four, potentially going on five years. And the reason why I say potentially five years is because when I think back to my marriage, to my separation, to my divorce, I have removed myself so far from that time in my life that... I barely remember the date that I got married. And I remember talking to my sister and um, I can't remember what we were talking about specifically, but I was like, you know what? When I think back to the feelings that I felt on my wedding day, I was nervous. I was scared. I was exhausted. I... I was a little unsure if I was making the right decision. Um, there was just really nothing inside of me that that just that was happy, that was blissful, you know, just like that 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 I'm excited feeling like everything was like contrary to that. Um, 
because you know some things that happened prior to the wedding prior to the rehearsal like it was just a lot like going on and I told my sister I was like you know if somebody would have came to me on the day of my wedding and would have grabbed my hands and looked me in the eyes and said Michelle are you absolutely 100% sure that you want to do this in my current state right now I told her I was like I would say I can't do this but knowing the Michelle that I know four or five years ago I would have still done it one thing about me is that when I love when I care for someone when I commit to something Gotta see it through, my boy. Like, got to see it through, my boy. Granted, I don't think I should have had that mentality with a marriage because marriage is like forever. But, um, and I went in forever. I was just like, you know what, we're having, I might not feel the best. We might not be all blissful and, you know, rainbows and sunshines, you know, right now. But, it's okay. Like, maybe after the wedding is done and we get settled, like, we'll be good. And um, that wasn't the case. And as I was getting out of the car yesterday, um, I was just like, wow, like, I legit feel like I had to go through that. Like, I had to go through the marriage, the divorce, for one, because I was stubborn as hell. And I wouldn't listen to anybody. I didn't care that little to no one was in support of the union. Um, I was really just on some, it's us against the world. But in actuality, it was really just me against the world and everyone else. Like we were not a team. And that's no slight or, you know, um, negativity to him. I just know that. I just know what my experience was. And um, certain things about my marriage have been coming up for me. And um, I just think it's so wild because it's never been so frequent. And I'm just like, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, girl, I need you to give me a rhyme and a reason and I need you to give me a cure, okay? <laughs> like, why is this coming up for me? And, um, you know, she, my therapist was talking to me and, you know, made sense of some things for me. And, um, you know, she asked me, she was like, you know, is that like the last time you've like really been vulnerable? And I was just like, yeah. I was just like, with him, I went to lengths that I didn't necessarily know that I could go to for a human being outside of my family. I was just like, for him, I genuinely took him with everything that came with him and everything that did not come with him. I was just like, I was legit with him shooting in the gym. And I thought that as long as I was committed 
And as long as I proved and showed my love to him, that that would always be returned to me. And it wasn't. Um, It was very much so the opposite. And I was like, it broke my heart. I was like walking away because I do know when I left. I left in February. And um, I left in February a few years ago. And at the time, I was like, I, I, I was like, we can work it out. Like, he'll fight for me. He will fight for me. He will fight for us. And again, it was quite the opposite. It was stalking my social media. It was sending people to look on my social media pages and report back to him. It was blaming me. It was, you know manipulation it was just a lot and I never thought that I would say that much because I don't talk about my marriage I don't talk about certain memories that stick with me um to anybody not to my family my friends no one um and I think it was because In some ways, I wanted to protect him, but in other ways, I also felt like it made me look really silly. It made me look silly that I couldn't see enough within myself and enough love and confidence for myself to not allow this and to know, like, this is not normal. And um, I just also remember, too, it was confusing because, you know, when you have problems in your first year of marriage, people are always like, oh, it's normal, da-da-da-da. But I'm just like, if a couple is coming to you and saying that there are thoughts of being unalive, <laughs> um that's not normal that's not normal and I wish that someone would have taken me very vividly painting the picture of how I felt I wish that they would have taken it a lot more serious and gotten down to the root of what in the world is going on here and I've come to realize, especially with last year being a very monumental year for me, and I say it in correlation with my marriage because the marriage, the relationship, the separation, the divorce, the picking up pieces afterwards are like core memories for me. And it reminded me that I needed somebody to save me. Because I've always been so used to just saving myself, like figuring it out myself. When I think about my self-love journey and pouring into myself, I'm not saying that no one ever told me I was beautiful or, you know, told me to be confident or this and that. But really loving myself, really seeing myself, really diving deep into 
my wants, my desires, my goals, my dreams. No, I, I, I remember only having to search that out for myself. And at a time when I literally had no idea how to pick up the pieces, I needed someone to wrap their arms around me and hold me and save me and hug me and just say, I got you. Like, you don't have to figure this part of life out right now. Not by yourself. But sometimes it's like, I just want to take off my cape. I just want to take off my cape and put it down. And not pick it back up until I'm ready. That's all I want sometimes. And in that moment, especially going through a divorce, I just wanted to put my cape down. I just wanted to be the little girl that just needed to be consoled. And when I think back to last year, there were so many moments where I just needed to be rescued. Like I couldn't do the rescuing. I needed someone to rescue me. And it has been an ongoing process and story of my life for me to truly open up enough to let people know what's going on with me. Um, Because I don't do it often, or I don't do it a lot, I should say. But I was losing people that I never thought I would lose in my life. Um, I was hurt in ways that I didn't necessarily see coming. It was just a lot. It was like I lost my job on some very sneaky type of stuff that I won't talk about. Um, I was going to relocate. And had to make a very hard decision not to. Didn't renew my lease. Mama and daddy was like, well, you can come here and, you know, figure it out. And I was like, I don't want to go back home. (laughs) I was like, I'm grateful. But I was like, I don't want to go back home. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like. I felt like my whole world, I had no control over it. Like, it was just spinning out of control, and I just could not get my footing. Like, allowing people back into my life that ultimately would disrespect and hurt me. Um, It was just a lot. It was so heavy. It was so, so, so heavy. And I'm so, so, so grateful. I'm just going to say it now. That I made it through. That I was grounded enough in my faith, in prayer, in, you know, believing in the power of manifesting the life that I desire and want. Um, That I had the access to therapy and I was utilizing it. Like, I'm so, so grateful because Bebe could have taken me out. Because what they don't tell you about 
healing and, you know, unlearning is that even when you really, 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 really want something and you know, like in your heart of hearts, you can't do it. It really sucks. Like it really, really, really sucks. Like I was finally in a place where I felt like I had someone where I was willing enough to say, you know what, I'll relocate. Like I'm a very private person, like super private um, with my personal life. And so like the only people that like really knew was my my close friends, my family. And if you know anything about Michelle Joe, I love my family. Like I absolutely love my family. So the thought of relocating is a huge deal. But I really felt like it's time for me to create the life that I want and I desire. And I cannot always do that in my comfort zone, if at all. And so I was like, I'm going to relocate. And I was like, I, I didn't renew my lease because I was so confident in relocating. Like I was preparing, like looking for at the time after, you know, I got laid off. I was looking for jobs, like remote jobs or jobs like in the city. Um... And then life happens. Life mother freaking happens. Okay? That thing called life. You would think, you know, life was just like Michelle's had enough. Okay? Michelle has had enough. Okay? She's she's found a, a glimmer of happiness and peace and joy and all of the bliss and all of the things. We're going to leave her alone. She does not need anything shooken up. She's good. Let me tell you something about life. Life knows no timetable, okay? It, it, it doesn't. It knows no timetable. It knows no, you know, type of, um, uh, like, oh, you know, we're just going to give her a break. No, nah, life, life doesn't work that way, you know? It just does what it does. <sighs> so when I tell you, because I told myself, because when I went into my marriage, I didn't listen to anybody. And that's the reason why I felt like I had to go through what I had to go through. Because I wouldn't listen. I was very hard-headed. And so many people told me to wait. So many people told me to give it time and just different things. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I felt like I knew more. And I just had so much more confidence in he and I than anybody else. But I should have listened. Um, I should have at least taken it into a lot more consideration than what I did instead of being so combative, being so defensive, and just honestly acting like I knew it all. Um, but I told myself and I told my sister, I was like, listen, I'm not going about this the way that I did when I got married. Like... If I have any sort of reservation, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to adhere 
to what it is that I'm feeling. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to be open and honest. Like, I'm not going to hide anything from you. Like, I'm not going to hide anything from, you know, my close friends. I'm going to tell you what it is. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And, um, you know, when things start happening, I knew in my heart and my soul that, nah, you can't do this. Like, you can't pack up your life and move to a different space where your family is not there. It's not just a drive away, Shelly. It's a plane ride away, baby. You don't have anybody there but this person. Like, they are your support system. And when I tell y'all, because I was ready. Like, I was looking forward to, like, this new chapter in my life. Because I swear to God, <laughs> it's like I'm somewhere between Michelle's in a relationship and Michelle's single. Like, always. And I'm just like, Lord, can I just, like, consistently say I'm with my boo, I'm in a relationship, I'm committed. Like, you know, we hit a year mark. Hell, we hit six months mark. <laughs> like, I'm like, Jesus. Granted, some child, my picker be off. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, it's not rocket science. I just make it complicated sometimes. But, but yeah, I um, I was ready. I was ready to... Say bye-bye to single Shelly. And I was ready to like be committed and build a life together, create memories together, you know, build a home together. Like I was so excited and like so ready because I could see it so clearly. And I just couldn't understand, like, Jesus, why uh why? But I remember what I told myself. I was just like, if you don't feel solid taking this leap, I can't do it. And I told the person that, too, um, even before things start happening. Like, I was like, if if anything, if there's any type of, you know, halt or hold up, I'm going to listen to it. Because I ain't listen all the time. But I'm trying to do better because I know better. But um, I just didn't expect anything to happen. So when I tell y'all, because the one thing about me is that I can get over things pretty quickly. Like, depending upon what it is, like, I can get over it. I might talk about it a few times, but I can get over it. But this thing, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't. I couldn't pretend that, that it was okay. Like, I couldn't find peace. Like, I was like, dang. God dang it. I was like, I can't go. I can't gosh doggone it go. And I think, like, telling my partner that I can't do it. Because at first I thought, like, okay, I'm just going to push it back, like, a couple months or so. But then, you know, other things were happening. And um, I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I, I can't, I can't do this. And so it was a breakup, like, all together. Um, because what they don't tell you about healing, I believe, 
is that in becoming self-aware and becoming confident and solid in who you are, you also have to know that putting yourself first is not always the most comfortable thing. Putting yourself first means sometimes you're going to make hard decisions that you honestly probably don't want to make. Um, so I didn't go. And when I tell y'all, baby girl was sad. I was sad. And I was even more frustrated because I felt like the person was taking the breakup so lightly. Although, again, I know that people have their own ways of going through things. But, like, I was just, I was crying, like, in conversations. Like, I, I was just sad. I was like, dang, bruh, why you gotta do me like that, though? And, um, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard to show up for myself knowing that I was so hurt inside. I was so, 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 so hurt inside. But I had to smile. I had to work. I had to figure things out. And even coming back to my parents' house, when I tell y'all that hurt, that hurt. Oh, my God. Like, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. But I was like, this is not how I saw it. I didn't see it that way. And, you know... I will say that the blessing in disguise has been me just being able to be in a space and just reset without the pressures of life and this and that, like just being able to really refocus and redirect myself, I am extremely, extremely grateful for because I think that in all of my lessons last year, in a way, it kind of felt like a shedding. It kind of felt like another layer had broken off of me because I had been stretched in ways that I had never been stretched before. I was forced to remind myself to put myself first and to honor myself and honor my feelings. And that was huge for me. When you come from a place of people pleasing and putting people before yourself to be in a space where you can speak up and not have a problem to say, listen, listen, I've settled long enough. I've settled for people that have loved me based on how they saw me. And I took that for whatever it was. But now that I'm no longer connected to those people and now that I'm, you know, extensively, deeply doing my work because the work is never done, I can see that I'm so deserving of so much more than what I've been settling for. And it makes me sad in a way because I can't believe I settled for this long. And I can't believe I settled for so little. <laughs> like, just in an effort to get someone to love me. And I finally come to a place to understand that 
there is nothing and no links that you can go to for someone if they don't see you, if they don't value you, if they don't respect you, and if they don't want to. Like, this whole notion that treat people how you want to be treated, yes, to an extent, I do believe that. But some people will take how you treat them and continue to treat you with less, especially if they see that she'll go above and beyond for me and I can just bare minimum her for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. So when I say that everybody's story and everybody's year may have looked different and I'm choosing, I've chosen to look at my year and the hard decisions that I've made, my divorce, as a coming to self for me. And I titled this episode, um, No Halo. Like, my halo is gone. I'm no angel. Um, Because I feel like in so many ways, like, the younger Michelle lacked confidence. The younger Michelle lacked high self-esteem. The younger Michelle was afraid to speak up and was afraid to go, you know, after what she wanted. And, you know, my family calls me baby Michelle because I'm the baby. Like, baby Michelle is like this innocent, this innocent version of me. And it's just like, I'm no angel. Like, I've gotten dirty. I've, you know, gotten into things that have hurt me and that, you know, have left a mark on me. And yet and still, I still continue to fly. I still continue to evolve. And, you know, I don't need a halo to, you know, shine bright. I don't need, you know to have this squeaky clean perception or, you know, past or view to be an amazing woman. Like, no, I think that part of me didn't talk about my past and things that have happened to me was because, you know, I didn't want to be perceived in a certain light or in a certain way. And also, like, I didn't want to have to defend my story my experiences up against someone else's and it's just like f that at the end of the day if you didn't want to be a part of my story in the way that you are you should have been a better person you should have given a different experience like no I will never go into like great detail or anything like that because that's just not me that's just not me But I can't be afraid to share and express my story, Michelle's story, just based off of somebody else. And this year, 2023, feels so empowering, so solid, so just full. Like, I don't even have, like the right words because I've realized again like when people say like how can you just keep going through divorce through heartbreak through 
losing jobs, through having little to no money and different things, like I remind myself in the hardest and toughest moments that regardless of what is going on or what people are doing to you, you are still worthy and you are still deserving and you are still a priority. Like, I still have to take care of myself mentally, emotionally, physically. And whatever that looks like, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's drinking some tea, whether it's screaming, whether it's, you know, listening to music, like whatever it is, like I can never not remind myself that I am a priority. Like I am Michelle's priority first. So regardless of who sees it and who doesn't, I see it. I see me. I'm taking the necessary steps to create the life that I want for myself. I am in control of me. Like that is the biggest lesson that I continue to remind myself probably on a daily basis. Like Michelle, you cannot control anybody else, baby girl. You can only control Michelle. So don't worry about this. Don't worry about them. Let those things happen. Let those things come to you. But do not put your energy, that nervous or anxious energy, on things trying to control it or things that you're worrying yourself about. No. Like when I tell you I am making steps and strides to... To live a life of ease, to live a life of peace, according to what that means to me. Like, just me. Because I I get it. Like, I was talking and I'm doing a thing where it's like going from a saddie to a baddie. Like, when I tell you I am such a baddie, and I'm not even talking about outwardly. Like, I understand, yes, I'm a beautiful woman. Like, I'm gorgeous. I'm a knockout. Inserts the TikTok sound. <laughs> I get that. But one thing I knew early on when I started my self-love journey at the age of like 21, and I'm 33 now, was that I have to deal with the inner first because I don't want to have a, a beautiful outside and an ugly inside. So whatever those ugly parts are on the inside of you, you can't be afraid to go there. You might not want to go there on your own. and You don't have to. But make sure that the inner parts of you are, as just, are just as beautiful as how beautiful you are on the outside. And when I tell you, like, the things that have happened this year, the confidence that has come, the... The things that continue to manifest, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Like, I've never had a year, I don't believe, that I can remember that started off like this. Like, like this. Like, it's, 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 it's so amazing to me. Like, when I tell you, you are so powerful. You are so, so, so powerful. And the moment that you realize that you can take control of your life, you can take control over your emotions, you can take control over 
your desires and whatever it is that you want and that you can bring it into reality. It, it starts with you. Like, no one else is responsible for my life but me. So if I believe in myself, if I'm taking care of myself, if I'm loving on myself, only good things can grow from that. Like, you are soil. And make sure that the things that you're planting, the things that you're watering, are things that you want to grow, blossom, and bloom. Like, going from a saddie to a baddie is not a pretty process. Like, there are lots of weeds. There's still weeds in the root that I have yet to touch and to know still exist. But I'm constantly working at it. And as long as you constantly work at growing and evolving and healing yourself and whatever that is that it looks like for you, because that's another thing. Healing is not a one-size-fits-all. Your journey of loving yourself is not a one-size-fits-all. Like, it's going to look different from mine, from your friends, from that person you might see on the internet is going to look different. But that's what makes it so much more special. That's what makes it so unique. And that's what makes you unique. Like, my hope for us is that we, that we come to embrace just our uniqueness again. That we don't have to always be aesthetically pleasing. We don't always have to worry about, you know, if this is going to pop or if it's going to go viral or, you know, if everybody's going to like it. Like, no. Like, what do you want life to look like for you? What do you want it to feel like for you? What does peace mean to you? Like, what does success mean to you? And I am working to get so confident and so grounded in what those things are defined for me that anything else that's extra that's good is just that extra. And I'm giving myself the grace and knowing that as I grow... As I evolve, it will change, but it will only change in the best of ways. Like when I tell you, yes, I do believe in like a girl syndrome. I do believe in, you know, that I am the most blessed woman in the world, but everything is working out for me. Everything is working out for you. And you shouldn't think anything contrary to that. Anytime a negative thought or a negative action wants to come to play, it's like, nah, I'm good. Nope, everything's working out for me. Everything's working out for me. This might not be a good day, but I'm going to make me some tea. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to keep pushing. Like, I had the most craziest day a couple of days ago. Work was something else. Winnie, my dog, was getting into any and every little thing. Um, it was just like one thing after another. I lost my debit card and it, it, I don't know. It was like, <laughs> it was just a lot going on, but I kept going and I was so freaking proud of myself for one, for saying, you know, to the people that I feel safe with, like, look, today is a day. Okay. I'm, I'm a little moody today. Cue the Monica. It's just one of them days. Cause it's just one of them days. But, um, I kept going I was like, I'm making my me some tea. I'm going to put me on some lo-fi beats. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a nap because the Lord knows when I'm tired. Like, I'm like a little toddler. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep going. 
So don't think for one second, like, just because it's Namaste vibes and hey, boo, let's chat and all this stuff that I don't have work to do myself. Like, I do. Okay? <laughs> like, I do and I am doing. But I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you to know, to build your build your self-care, your self-love journey. What does that look like for you? What is it that you need to evolve, to heal? What do you need to feel like your most confident self? And whatever those things are, what can you do today, right now, to start making those steps towards being your most healed and highest and most luckiest and blessed version of yourself because you deserve it. You deserve a beautiful life. You deserve love. You deserve prosperity and abundance. You deserve happiness and joy and peace. We deserve it. It is our birthright, okay? I think this is like the longest episode to date, but I just want to say this year has started great. I am partnering with some really cool things and brands and I'm moving into a new place in a month and a half. You know, holla at your girl. Okay. Woo. Moving. Can't wait. Um, And your girl got an espresso. I'm so proud of myself because I didn't open it because I was like, I'm going to open it when I move into my new place and like one of my brand partnerships. So dope Um, that I got. I can't wait to film it and show you guys. I got to wait till I get my nails done because my hands got to be in the um video. But um, yeah, so I'm just saying like good things are happening each and every day, like legit. And I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I kept going. And I thank you guys. Like, I thank you guys for always rocking with me. I thank you for the people that, you know, reach out to me, and, you know, with kind words or just checking on me. Like, you guys have no idea how on time those things are sometimes. But I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. It is only up for us from here. But... If this episode, you know, spoke anything to you, save it, share it, comments on how much you love this podcast, but let me know, like, let me know, like, what was your favorite part or, you know, what you got from it. I would love, love, love to hear from you guys, but <sighs> I'm back. Catch me every Wednesday. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with a brand new episode. We're going to have some guests, so I'm excited about that. But I'm holding myself to a higher standard and creating new new discipline in my life. But I love y'all. I've missed y'all. And I can't wait to see the beautiful and amazing things that come about in our life. And I say our because great things are coming for you too, not just me. But I'm sending you so much love and light. And until next time, bye guys.